0: Good morning. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We welcome you to Matthew's Presbyterian Church this morning. Um, My name is Marcy Doak. I'm the associate here, and we are glad that you are um, here with us, either in person on this drizzly, rainy Sunday morning or virtually. So we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. Advent season begins today. Today is the first Sunday of Advent and as part of the anticipation of the birth birth of the Christ child, you'll see the decorations in the sanctuary and around the church become kind of more and more prominent, more and more evident. So be on the lookout for that. That is intentional. Um, and so it's not just that um, we're, we're being minimalist this year, but um, that is in fact intentional along with the anticipation and the waiting for the birth of the Christ child. If you are visiting with us today, we are glad that you're here. Um, please take a moment um, and pass the, um, the, the membership, the friendship pads down the aisle. They're on the aisle to t- pass them down the pews and just welcome those around you um, when we have a chance to welcome each other. Um, we had a blood drive um, sponsored by OneBlood uh, earlier this month, and thanks to many of y'all um, for rolling up your sleeves, One Blood collected 17 units of blood, which means up to 51 patients could benefit from the life-saving efforts of you all, for y'all in terms of the donations. Um, every two seconds, every two seconds, someone needs blood. And the blood donated at this blood drive was likely transfused into patients within 48 to 70, 72 hours because, again, the need is so great. And um, the turnaround is, is just that fast. So, again, thank you so much um, for coming out and doing that and rolling up your sleeves and helping. There is a women, women's retreat coming up um, next fall, this coming fall. It's October 6th through 8th. Um, 2000, 2023. So go ahead, ladies, and mark your calendars. Um, you're invited to the Blowing Rock Conference Center um, for a time of spiritual nurturing, fellowship, games, good food, fall beauty, and shopping. Um, Jackie Ford is the Bible study leader, and she'll lead a study on Saturday morning and in the evening. The total cost is $250 for a, one, a single room, or $170, which includes for a double occupancy, and that does include two nights of lodging, three really good meals, and applicable fees um, for the conference location. Because Blowing Rock, the time that this is going to be going on in October is high season for, you know, tourism, leaves, that kind of thing, mark this now, December 15th is the deadline to sign up and i'll get a sign up genius out so y'all could go ahead and sign up and kind of um, hold your spots but december 15th is 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 the time for that is the deadline for that so i'll keep a reminder going on that okay Um, any additional information you can contact patty ripple or um, diana hammock and wednesday night supper we're back in um, back around the table um, this Wednesday evening and the uh, menu is hamburger steak and I promise it will be tasty and um, reservations are not required but donations as we've done in the past are are accepted to help offset the cost of the meals and Reverend Mabry will be doing a Bible study Um, it's just going to be a a one time um, study on Wednesday evening starting from 6.30 to about 7.15 or excuse me 6.40 to about 7.30 and the topic is um, is to be determined between now and Wednesday evening. Um, so I'll figure
1: it out. I promise. It'll be really good.
0: But it'll be good. It and just see how that spirit moves and that but no joke it will be it will be good because we have some other really cool things happening in December Um, the seventh on Wednesday night is committee night the 14th is the children's play that is going to be right here um, at six o'clock on that Wednesday evening and then followed by supper and then the 21st will do caroling on John Street. So a lot of traditions, um, but a lot of things going on, a lot of things happening. So AMP does meet this Wednesday um, for children to continue practicing their play. And youth does not meet tonight. Um, dessert after church, we have that happening in the Friendship Court. Um, and there is an opportunity to, follow, uh, to sign up to... Um, to provide dessert after church. Um, there's a table in the in the Friendship Court. And also in the Friendship Court, y'all saw coming in, the toy drop off for the Gary Toy Drive. Um, that team is going up this Friday. And so if you have not already and want to contribute um, to the toy drive, please by all means do that. Um, there's a sign up that went out um, in the weekly email. And um, please get that here no later than Friday morning. I'm not sure what time they're heading out, but definitely we wanna make sure those toys are in their, that, that van and ready to go. And then Noah's Chapel volunteers, if y'all have any interest in that, um, there's certainly opportunity um, to do that. And it's gonna be a really fun time. Certainly we're gonna do, do an Advent series with the children. So that'll be, I think that'll be fun. And then finally, book group does not meet today they meet next next Sunday, the fourth, instead of today. So, um, just please make note of that schedule change. Any other announcements? Okay, let us prepare our hearts and mind to worship God.
2: Please rise and body your spirit for the call to worship. Salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Is God, is here. Let us worship God together.
1: first John claims it uh, tells us that if we claim not to have any sin in us then we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. but when we confess our sin then God is, who is merciful and also just will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so in humility and also in confidence as God's own children, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Let us pray. God of the future. You are coming in power to bring all nations under your rule. We confess that we have not expected your kingdom, for we live casual lives, ignoring your promised judgment. We accept lies as truth, exploit neighbors, abuse the earth, and refuse your justice and peace. In your mercy, forgive us. Grant us wisdom to welcome your way and to seek things that will endure when Christ comes to judge the world. Let us continue to pray in silence. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting all the way to everlasting upon those who fear him and his righteousness all the way to children's children. So friends, I declare unto all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that your sins are forgiven and you've been made new creations, clean, pure, and spotless in these waters of baptism. God has made it possible for all of us to live in peace with one another, with our neighbors, with our enemies even, and also with God. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all let us pass the peace to one another.
0: light this candle as a sign of the coming light of Christ. Advent means coming. We are preparing ourselves for the days when the nations shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore.
2: Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we turn to your word for us, may the Spirit of God rest upon us. Help us to be steadfast in our hearing, in our speaking, in our believing, and in our living. Amen. The Old Testament reading this morning is Psalm 122. Let us listen to God's word. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones of judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. The word of the Lord. The children are invited to come forward for their time together with Reverend Mabry.
1: What's up, kiddos? Y'all look bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Very good. And Luca, you got your boots, which warms my heart. I like them. All right, children. How is everyone? Come on up, Mabel. Caleb Everett, all is well with the world. Did y'all have a good Thanksgiving? Did you eat a lot of turkey? No, we did. You didn't eat turkey? What did you eat? Beef. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. At all, that, that's not a bad idea. Hey, I have a question. Speaking of food, right, do y'all know what happens? For, do y'all know what four weeks from today is? Christmas. Christmas Day. Christmas Day and Christmas presents and and Christmas food. And guess who's responsible for Christmas food this year in my family? I think so I wish Santa was responsible for that. I am. Yeah. Well God is actually. That's fair. I mean God provides the food, but we gotta cook it. So this is what I need y'all to help. And I got I have lots of space to write on. So if you if you could pick your ideal Christmas meal, what would it be? Turkey. Mine Turkey. Mine is, mine is bacon and cinnamon rolls. Okay, wait a minute. U R K E Y. Bacon and cinnamon rolls, you say? Uh-huh. Turkey. It's a little sugar and salt. Bacon and Okay, hold on. What do you think? Ham? Ham? That's good, too. We're going to have all food groups. Mashed taters? Sweet. Do you like mashed sweet potatoes or just plain potatoes? Plain potatoes. Like white, the white kind, not the red kind. All right, mashed taters. You like both kinds? We'll do both then. Sweet taters. anything else somebody you mentioned cranberry yeah cranberry that's good sauce. yes ma'am mabel what what do you want to eat huh what in a can in a can that's what i really like cuz all you got to do is this a couple times and you got it in a can oh now that's okay dessert a can okay the D- dessert What kind of cookies? I don't know.
3: Uh, like chocolate,
1: chip. chocolate chip. Can't go wrong with that. Anything else for dessert? Pie. Pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. Is that what you said? Just pie. Any pie. You got to help me out a little bit. What's your favorite kind of pie? Chocolate pie. That's good. Now you got to think though. We have chocolate chip cookies. That. That's too much chocolate. Pumpkin pie. pie, That's good. See, you say you can't have too much chocolate, but this is what you have to remember, that uh, I agree with you on that, but there are other people in the family who disagree. And if you want to keep the peace, friends, you should do something else. (laughs) Pumpkin pie. Anything else? Oh, oh, what are you going to drink? You can't just have water. I mean, you should. Milk that's easy lemonade I do like that and lemonade and tea that's where I'll do milk lemonade and tea and tea and sodas okay uh,
3: Gatorade?
1: not Gatorade that's enough now look this is now what would happen do y'all think because all this takes a, does, this, does this take a long time to cook yeah. you think what would happen if 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 I waited until an hour before and I started cooking all this? Then what?
0: You're gonna eat
1: it. What's that? You're gonna eat it raw. We'll eat it raw. That's probably true. It's gonna be then we'll be sick. Disgusting. It's going to be disgusting. In fact, it's not even going to exist. Do you know why? Because I'm pretty sure I don't have near the ingredients that I have to cook all this stuff. So what you have to do? is to prepare all this stuff. you got to figure out what the recipes are, because like for mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes or cinnamon rolls or any of the desserts, I mean, there are a thousand different recipes you could use, and I don't know which ones are good, but i got to look at the recipes, and i got to write down everything that's in the recipe, and then I have to go to the store and buy all that stuff and make sure I have it. And so it takes a, long, a lot of planning. Oh, and then another thing you have to do is you got to have space in your table, in your house, for all these people. Because if they come over and you got a bunch of junk sitting on the dining room table, which sometimes we do, it's like a place where you can put stuff all year except Thanksgiving or Christmas, and then you have to clear all that stuff off. Otherwise, they don't have a place to sit, and that wouldn't be good. I mean, speaking of not having any peace in the family, if they don't have a place to sit, that's not going to be good. So... You don't have three people? That does make life a little easier. You're right. Okay, so all of which is to say, if I'm going to cook all this a month from now, I need to start planning pretty quick, right? So you have to plan these things. Because it's almost Christmas. That's right. And so I I have to be ready and I have to be prepared. All right, so in order to do that, I have to be very intentional. So you also have to prepare yourself because you know who else comes Christmas? Santa, he does like cookies, remember that.
3: And milk.
1: And milk. And carrots for and, the reindeer. And carrots for the reindeer. But who else comes Christmas? Oh. God. God. Excellent. God comes Christmas. And so you have to sort of prepare for that. You have to read your Bible a lot, and you got to pray a lot. And, you know, you have to figure out what um, ha- what does God do for us. you got to think about those things, you know. So you have to come to church. And so that is actually a lot more important than getting everything right with this meal, or getting everything right for Santa Claus, because Santa Claus will be all right. You know, I mean, the next house will have plenty of cookies if you don't. So um, anyway, get ready for God. All right? Can y'all get ready for God? Y'all do that. That's very important for all of us. Y'all want to have a prayer together? Bow your heads. Y'all can all pray on this. Fold your hand or fold your hands. And close your eyes and repeat after me, Dear God, thank you that you are coming to see us. Help us to get ready and stay ready. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a good one. Always good to see you. scripture reading Uh, we've been in luke forever and now we're going to be in matthew for a while Um, this is year we just changed to a new year in the lectionary so this is year a and the gospel readings in year a mostly come from matthew and so it starts this morning with matthew 24 36 through 44 hear the word of the lord will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord and all God's people said, thanks be to God. This morning's weather, all that rain um, reminded me of my army days because it seemed like every time I was in the when I was in the Army, we, we would not do field exercises unless it was, we had weather like this. It was just like a prerequisite for a lot of rain to be coming down. And um, they were always very uncomfortable. You're outside in the elements all the time. But I think the most uncomfortable thing, or one of the most uncomfortable things about those field exercises that we had in the Army, was, even in good weather, was just, you had to be awake all the time. There was a... Um, at least half of your unit, whether that was a platoon or a squad or whatever it was, at least half had to be awake at all times. During the day, daylight hours, everybody was awake. But at night, at least half, it seemed, had to stay awake to be on alert for the enemy that might strike us at a very unexpected time. And what I learned was that was impossible to maintain. It was just absolutely impossible to maintain at some point if you're a normal human being you need sleep and at some point you're going to get it somehow or other so what i learned and this is a confession that i feel somewhat safe to make now but what i would do is we would form a perimeter which is like a circle and everybody's looking out and i learned i should not confess this but i learned that if i if i rested my helmet up against the butt of my rifle, I could rest it in a way that looked like I was being very vigilant, but I was actually sawing logs, (laughs) I learned to do that, and I was not the only person who ever did that, I'm sure I wasn't the only person, and I didn't even intend to do it, there was just no way not to do it, because I'm human, and I'm sleepy, and I can't stay vigilant all the time, I can't do that. We can't live in a constant state of vigilance. It's funny, in this passage, well, I told myself when I was in the army, I said, now, if this was real war, I I would do it. You know, of course I'd stay awake. If it was real enemy out there and they were shooting real bullets my way, of course I'd stay awake. But I've since come to believe I probably wouldn't stay awake then either because I'm I'm human. Because it's funny, uh, Jesus talks about Noah here, about in the days of Noah, people were fooling around like nothing was going on. Meanwhile, it, there was an impending disaster coming their way. And um, they did nothing about it. They just went on about their everyday business, kind of like, well, we do now, because we kind of live in impending disaster now. For example, the nuclear disaster that we've had in this world for a long time, we still have. And all it takes is some crazy person with a little power to hit a button and well things change real fast for us. We've, we've been living, scientists have told us for a number of years under a, an impending climate disaster unless we drastically change the way we do things, it's going to hurt our children and uh, we don't change much about anything that I have seen. We cannot live in a constant state of readiness. We can't do that. It's almost impossible for us to do that and I would even argue that in some ways it's damaging to do that. I was, I'm a police chaplain and I hear all these horror stories sometimes of accidents that happen to children and some of those accidents are completely preventable. Sometimes the parents may be intoxicated or high on drugs or something like that and their children get in something and it really hurts the child but sometimes they're just accidents. I mean Sometimes nobody has done anything wrong. And accidents happen. So I was telling my pediatrician about this, that how, how can I prevent my children from being in major accidents like that? And you know what she said? You can't. You can't. You, you, that life is risky. And you do everything you can. But I'll tell you one thing, Luke, she said, if you hover over your children all the time... That's really bad for them. You can't do that. That that the the vigilance in some ways is worse than the risk. All of which makes this passage really, really hard. Jesus tells us to constantly be alert, which is not something I'm not sure that we have the ability to do, and I'm not even sure that it's always all that healthy to do. We all know, I don't need to remind y'all, that we're, we all walk on the edge of a cliff every day. Every, we're always, at all times, on the edge of a cliff. And any of us can fall off that cliff at any time for any reason or no reason. Maybe we quit looking where we're going, or maybe we uh, trip over a rock, or maybe we have a little piece of plaque in our aorta order that moves an inch or maybe we get in a car accident, who knows what could happen to us at any time. We all know that, and yet we have to live our lives. I've heard um, you should live every day as if it's your last. No, you shouldn't. If if I knew that tomorrow was my last day, I'm almost certain I, I probably wouldn't go to work. And I know I wouldn't go to staff. We have a staff meeting every Monday. I'm certain I'd blow that off. I would not respond to email. So if I treated every day like that, I would never go to work. And I would never respond to email. And I would never go. You can't treat every day like it's your last. In fact, not even Jesus expects that. Even in this passage, the good people, the people who are ready, along with the people who aren't ready, they're grinding meal. They're they're picking cotton. They're doing everyday things. It's almost as if Jesus does not even Jesus expects us to live in constant vigilance. So if that's true, what does he expect of this of us? What does this season call for us? What does this Advent season require of us? Well, part of it, I think, is to value those things that really are valuable. And to worry just a little bit less about those things that may not be all that valuable. If, if it was my last day, if, if somebody came and said, Luke, uh, tomorrow's your last day, I'm pretty sure I would try to recreate the day that I had Thursday. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I love the whole idea. Of, uh, I, well, I love to eat, for one, and all that planning that I was talking about food, I, I love doing that stuff, you know, and I, I love figuring out what people kind of want to eat, and you get all that stuff planned, and, and um, it's busy, it's a labor, but it's a labor of love, and I, I very much love it, and I, I love all the conversations that people have, even though, even if I'm too busy to take part in them, I, just the fact that they're having conversations and enjoying being together makes me smile. Makes me really, really happy. Uh, we had some friends over Thanksgiving. We had some friends over that we hadn't been friends with them for very long, but they're close friends of ours. I loved having them over. We had a friend that came um, to drop by. He was a friend of my dad's in the '60s. Went way back, you know, and we hadn't seen him in years. It was wonderful to have all those people together so um we can't do that every day but maybe we can do it more than once a year you think is that that doable i mean maybe maybe i can eat on my dining room table maybe we can dine on our dining room table more than once a year is that that reasonable maybe we i can't say i can't do that every day but maybe we can do it more often than we do if it really is valuable and and maybe we could i could worry just a little bit less i can't totally take my the worry out of my head you know i can't do that but maybe i could try to worry maybe 25 percent less about the rat race maybe just maybe it's okay if my daughter doesn't get into harvard She'll be all right. Really, she'll be be fine. It is okay if my child does not get into the school of my dreams. And and let's face it, sometimes it is the school of my dreams that I'm more worried about than the school of her dreams. But even even her dreams or his dreams, it's okay, sweetheart, if you don't get in that school. It really is. Your life will be just as meaningful, just as well spent if, if you go somewhere else it's going to be all right and maybe i could worry a little bit less about my own rat race you know maybe i could worry a little bit less about the ladder that i would like to climb i i don't know if y'all know i'm sure you do know this but there's a ladder in the church you know i mean this is like a stepping stone church did y'all know that and you step to a larger church and then to a larger church And next thing you know if you've really made it in the church world you're pastor of first presbyterian church of new york city or something and you got the whole world watching you and There's a ladder to climb in this profession. That sounds almost sacrilegious, doesn't it? It really does. As if the whole point of following a God who was crucified on a Roman cross is to climb a ladder. And I've definitely learned this. It is most definitely overrated. Big time overrated. It took me a long time to figure that out. But it is big time overrated. And you know what? I'll bet the ladder that you're trying to climb, maybe I'll bet it's overrated too. Big time. I pity the poor guy who ditches his family to climb a ladder. Maybe we could value that, which truly is valuable. Maybe that's one, maybe that's what Jesus means here. Jesus also cared deeply about social sins. If, if you read anywhere in the Bible, anywhere in the Gospels, all those stories about Samaritans or women or Romans or the whole birth narrative that we're going to talk about this Christmas, all of those raise and have important societal racial issues of that day. And we have our own, you know, and how we respond to those, how we live with those, how we acknowledge those, I think is critical I read this article this week about how Germany remembers the Holocaust. It's a fascinating article. One of the hard parts about Germany remembering the Holocaust is there aren't many Jews left to remember it. Why? Because they were all murdered in the Holocaust. Ninety percent, ninety percent of German Jews and ninety percent of Polish Jews were murdered. And so there aren't that many of them left. That whole extermination thing worked out just like it was supposed to work out. Two-thirds of all European Jews were murdered. Two-thirds of a continent's Jews were murdered. How do you get your mind around that? How do you acknowledge that? What, what, do, you, what do you do about that? There was a, um, that was planned. The Holocaust, the, the Jewish solution, as they called it, was planned in this place called Wansi. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but it's, a, it's about an hour outside of Berlin. And um, the question has come, what do you do with that place? Because it's not, it's not an ugly warehouse type setting. It's actually this beautiful stately mansion with all these trees in front of it. It's idyllic. You know, it has a lake behind it and swans are swimming in the lake. It's almost like a storybook, except the worst atrocity, one of the worst atrocities in the, world, in the world history was planned there. What do you do with that place? Do you just bulldoze it in the ground? and uh, forget that it ever stood. Well, they've actually turned it into a museum. And guess who the curator of the museum is? One of the few remaining Jews. It's kind of ironic. And uh, one of the things that I've learned and studying in that museum was that um, part of what they planned for and that part of what they used as a model for the Jewish question was US treatment of native americans hitler took american hitler took american westward expansion with all of its destruction of american indians as a template for his own eastward expansion providing germans with room to live all of which is to say it's easy enough for us to study how germans remember the holocaust how do we remember our own sins and what do we do about our own sins, about our own mistreatment of people, our own mistreatment of Africans for hundreds and hundreds of years. How do we respond to that? How do we live into the issues of the day that still very much affect people's lives? That is critically, critically, I think, important. And there's no way to read the gospel without thinking that, wondering that. In this season of Advent, of waiting, of anticipating, of being ready, it's important to know what you're getting ready for and what you're waiting for, who you were waiting for. Because the problem is we get ready for the wrong thing, the wrong one. Well, we Christians know better. We know who is coming. We know who already has come in God's name. And we know, we know what is valuable. And we also know what is not. And we know that the gifts that God has given us in Jesus Christ, we know what that means for all of God's creation, for all people in it. And now, right now, not tomorrow, now is a good time to live like it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.
2: Please stand as we affirm our faith together, saying the Apostles' Creed. Brothers and sisters in Christ, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell.
0: Um, just a couple concerns. Just to continue to keep Edith McMillan's family in your prayers, um, as she died mid-November, and um, just her, her family continues to grieve her loss. Um, we also have several joys. Um, Diane and Ed Grant's um, 13-year-old nephew, Grant excuse me, grandson Noah, was released from the hospital on Thanksgiving Day. Thanks be to God, and is doing well, recovering at home. So. The grants certainly do appreciate all of your prayers and support of Noah during that very scary time. And then Janet Klein is back in worship today, and um, that was after just a week and a half ago of, a, um, of surgery. So we're grateful to have um, Janet back in our midst and um, certainly doing all the work that she, um, she does so well with helping to, to bring this um, Advent season to life in decorations. So thank you and welcome back. Um, Let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. God of hope, we come to you as our waiting time begins, this already but not yet time. We look forward just a few weeks and prepare to celebrate your coming so many years ago. And we remember to prepare for your coming again. Merciful and loving God, you know our daily joys and sorrows and give us grace to bring our needs before you. God of peace, we pray for peace in every nation. May we dismantle our weapons of mass destruction and rid ourselves of our stockpiles of fear. May we sow seeds of connection and unity rather than disengagement and separation. God of peace, we pray for the church and peace within the body of Christ. Put an end to fear and squabbling and help us to proclaim in word and action your good news of salvation for all. God of peace, we pray for our community, for peace in this place, for safety in our homes and on our streets, for the prosperity of our neighbors and for the health of family and friends. Comfort those who are suffering and feel isolated. Draw them ever close to you. God of the future, make us ready for the coming of your reign when you will bring everlasting peace and renew the face of the earth. Receive our prayers, spoken and unspoken, as together we pray the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
2: In this season of Advent, we remember that God came as a gift to and for us. As we enter this season of preparation, may we bring our own gifts to God, to and for God. pray. We give you thanks and praise, O God, that you have built us up in faith and bound us together in love. By your grace, may all that we do show the glory of your name and serve the good of your people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
1: Again, welcome to Matthew's Presbyterian Church. It's wonderful to have you all in the Lord's house on the Lord's beautiful day, this first Sunday of Advent. If you're uh, visiting with us or worshiping with us for the first time, I'm especially glad to see you and I hope I get the chance to visit with you after worship and welcome you in person. Um, I do hope to see you all for my Bible study that is TBD on Wednesday. (laughs) I had these grandiose plans of doing an Advent Bible study, but the problem with Advent is it's a short season. And then when you add all the other activities in Advent, just all those time slots get taken. So we really only have one. Uh, that's this Wednesday, because after that we have a committee night, and then we have children's play, and then we have caroling, and then next thing you know we're all here opening presents. So come Wednesday uh, we have a wonderful meal, and uh, we'll have a good Bible study. I promise, promise. Um, as you leave here you have some preparing to do. You have a lot of preparing to do. And uh, we have been given a glimpse of what is important and what is valuable. Go value those things that truly are valuable. Um, Value those gifts that God has given us. And enjoy those gifts. And may the blessing of God Almighty be with you now and forever. Amen.